Welcome back, everyone. It is officially Super Bowl. Well, not Super Bowl week, but just about. Pro you know? Bowl week. Yeah, Pro Bowl week. Pro Bowl week. There's a skills competition tonight. I totally forgot, and I didn't get to watch most of it. I was going to say, I bet, bet you all were tuned into that. It is kind of entertaining. But it was nice to see some of my Steelers boys out there, like Cam Hayward and Minka. And... I think Cam Hayward was tearing it up in the dodgeball. I love that guy, man. He's a beast. So this is episode 37 we figured out. Oh, yeah. And we may have mentioned this guy last week for some reason with 36, but maybe we just talked about it off air, but we got his number wrong potentially. But Sean Alexander was a player that came to our minds. Madden cover guy. Yeah, we did talk about this last week. Yeah. We had the wrong. Anyway, he's he wore 37. That's a good 37. Another 37 for mine. It was tough because I had to go find one. Rodney Harrison, not a mo- the most popular guy. You <laughs> lace him up. But probably one of the better 37s out there. Yeah, probably one of the better ones in history. Um, my The only one that came to my mind outside of Alexander was... <laughs> Jordan Dangerfield, he's a safety for the Steelers currently. He just mainly plays on special teams. It's a great name. He's not any good, but Oh. <laughs> I think I think he's a decent special teams player, but that's why he stuck around as long as he has. But anyway, those are the 37s. Yeah. Um Oh, speaking of Rodney Harrison, Eli Manning's retiring. Hallelujah. David Tyree did Harrison dirty. He did. Man. You know what? Get out of here with your 117 and 117 (laughs) record. Listening to, uh, I think it was Dan Levitard today, they were talking about Eli, or maybe yesterday. They're talking about Eli, and they're saying everyone remembers the Tyree catch, but which was more about Tyree than about Eli, other than Eli getting out of that sack or whatever. Yeah. But they were talking about that through he had to like Manningham down the sideline. Yeah. Which was like Eli had to put in the perfect spot, almost like that Big Ben throw to San Antonio Holmes. Anyway, it was this yeah. interesting? But bringing back bad memories for you, Ben. So sorry about that. Yuck. Hey, you won six Super Bowls, all right? So chill. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You don't need eight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we all want more. <clears throat> Anywho. Speaking of fans who want more. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess Kansas City doesn't have one. What do they have one? They have one that they won. In like the 60s or something? Did they win Super Bowl one? I think they've only won a... Hold on. Let me Googleize it. They've won one. I know they've won one. Yeah, I think they... I'm just trying to decide if it's a Super Bowl or like an, an NFL championship. Oh. Like, you know, it might have been before... Before the merger. Um, 
Oh no, it was definitely a Super Bowl. They defeated the Minnesota Vikings in Super Bowl four. Yeah, that's what right. Okay, so they do have a Super Bowl, but I don't think they've been back since. <clears throat> no. Which is crazy. It's been like fifty years in the making for them. So congrats on getting back to the dance, the big dance. Yeah. The big game, the big dance, and the Forty ers who are looking for six rings now. Going to try to so, join the Six Club. As official members of the Six Club, do we want anybody else in the group? Man, I'm. You don't want. You wanted it to yourself, really. It's you hard for me because when the Patriots joined it, it was a travesty. Yeah, I hear you. You know, having it all to ourselves was nice for a while, but now that there is two, it wouldn't bother me if a third team joined up. Mainly because, <clears throat> excuse me. You don't like the company. I like the Niners better than the Chiefs. Well, and that no, I, <laughs> I just like the Niners better than the Chiefs for some reason. So I will be cheering for the Niners. Oh, you will. I've I've made my decision, but oh. I'm not mad at the outcome of the Super Bowl either way. Yeah, honestly, the the matchup we're getting is great. Both teams are. Well, yeah, arguably in the top, well, for sure in the top four teams in the NFL this year, along with probably the Saints and the Ravens, but. Yeah, I think we got the best two current teams, like as they're currently playing, you know, I think we got, Mm -hmm. I think we got the best matchup here. Yeah, it'll be super fun to watch with a great offense and a great defense. And I think both teams are just playing at a super high level right now. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a really entertaining game. But yeah, we'll Uh, do a. We're going to do our Super Bowl breakdown next week's episode, along Eesh. with a Pro Bowl recap. Just kidding. No one's going to watch the Pro Bowl. <laughs> oh, I might. Well, yeah, I guess I might not have anything to do on Sunday afternoon. But Anyway, we let's talk about the Chiefs and the Titans. <clears throat> mm. So the Titans jumped out to an early lead here, 10 nothing. Yeah, they kind of followed a similar formula to what they did in their previous matchups and <clears throat> yeah did they get up 24 nothing at one point um, was that against no sorry it got up to 10 nothing yeah oh, God. sorry yeah it was just 10 nothing um i'm thinking back again but anyway <clears throat> we see a better game from ryan Tannehill in this one he throws for over 200 yards has a couple touchdowns i think and the key here was that Derrick Henry was kept to – he had a touchdown, but like he, he was held to under 100 yards rushing. And I think Kansas City did a really good job of getting their defensive linemen to fill the gaps and clog the lane so that Henry couldn't – you know, I feel like he once he reaches like that second, third level, there's no hope in catching him. So like he wasn't able to build that momentum to get him into those next levels, and they were able to, on, on part of the games that I was watching, it seemed like guys, specifically guys like Chris Jones, were getting to him early and uh, just stuffing the run. Right. Yeah, they were able to after the initial couple drives or whatever, <clears throat> they were able to kind of bottle Henry up. I know. Uh, you can ask uh, 
Oh, what's his name? The defensive lineman. Chris Jones? No, the other guy who was trash-talking. Frank Clark. Yeah. So you can ask him about it. He seems to have some strong opinions about it. Yeah. But. Well, that was the thing, too, is Frank Clark was talking trash before the game, and Tyreek Hill was talking. Well, not like, well, he just said they can't guard us. But I felt like they both backed that up in this game. They, I thought Frank Clark did a good job of getting to Henry, and I thought Tyreek Hill had a great game as well, getting open, scoring twice. Um, so this game kind of had a feeling that like Tennessee was starting to do everything right again like they had in the past games. But then there was, for myself, watching the game, the moment that I, I thought there was no hope for the Titans was when Mahomes broke off the was it like a 40, 50 yard run. Yeah, when it looked like it was just like he's going to hop out of bounds to get in field goal range here. Then he and just he goes it. to the house. Yeah, he cut it back and then he just, and he didn't go down too. He got some contact on some guys and he just kind of spun around and he reached forward and he got into the end zone. That was, man, because he's so impressive with his arm. And then for him to be able to just to scamper off a few times and he, he can turn it's like an easy 11 yards I feel like he can always get so everyone's focused and they make for the Titans they like have good coverage on the the wide receivers and it's impressive to be able to have that kind of coverage on Kelsey Watkins Hill Hardman right Mm -hmm. so credit to Tennessee for being able to match up at times and to cover those speedsters on the field and mismatches with Kelsey but then when they did Mahomes was just like okay I'll I'll take it for 12 yards. I'll take it for 40 and a touchdown. So when Mahomes went for that touchdown, it was it was just kind of it's a huge momentum swing. Big and time. It's just another part of his game where we recognize the arm that he has, but also his ability to run and to turn like a broken play into positive yardage and move the chains. It's also very impressive. Yeah. Um, again, credit to the Levitard show, but they said, and it's unbelievable at this point, uh, Patrick Mahomes had the same 40 time at the Combine that Peyton Manning did. Really? Yeah. It's a true stat. I mean, how, right? I mean, I know like Mahomes hasn't been known, like he's not like known as a runner, but he can run really well. He had the same 40 time as Peyton Manning. That's crazy. Yeah. So... It's interesting. Um, I mean, in the combine, potentially, he just didn't worry too much about it. But it's just funny. Just a funny stat. But Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the Chiefs just, their weaponry is ridiculous. I mean, Hill and Hardman are, you know, fast. Watkins is fast, too. But, like, he's he was a former top, you know, pick. Yep. And shows at times why. And then, you know, Travis Kelsey. um, I think Watkins is like that perfect third weapon. mm -hmm. You got your number one weapon in Kelsey, so they lock him down. And then your number two weapon is Tyreek Hill, who's crazy fast. And then Watkins is just that nice balance of a little bit of size, some speed, good hands. And in this game, I think... You know, obviously the Titans are like, okay, we got to stop Kelsey and Hill. Not that they forgot about Watkins. It's just that if Watkins is getting 
like the third or fourth string DB on him or a linebacker or I don't know who's covering him. Like in this game, he went off for 114 yards. That's awesome. And he, he was able to make a huge play in the game where he, he got the touchdown. And it's it's going to be a really fun team to watch go up against the defense that the 49ers have, you know? So Yeah, it's an interesting contrast in styles. But the pass rush really showed up in this game for the Chiefs. And for last year, when they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, they really didn't have that. They had a couple guys, but not like they do this year, where I think their pass rush has... And, and I'm sure they focused on that in training camp and throughout the year. And, and adding Frank Clark, having Chris Jones, adding Tyron Matthew. I think Tyron Matthew kind of brings like a... A swagger to that defense and he's he's a good safety and he's a valuable asset to that defense and I think just in general the Chiefs defense is much better than it was last year and the offense has stayed elite and now the defense is playing at a higher level which just balances out their team and mm-hmm. I think in obviously last year the reason that they weren't able to get to the Super Bowl was that Tom Brady got the ball in overtime and they never got to touch the ball again. Not like, and we all know, not that we all know, but we we assume that if Patrick Mahomes would have been able to have the first crack at it, he probably would have gotten in the end zone too, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a good possibility for sure. So, yeah, a good game here by the Chiefs. They get to, oh, I think we talked about in the last podcast or in this previous one's we know that the loss in the AFC Championship game last year has probably been haunting this team and that they've been focused on this game for a long time. It's good for Andy Reid. I think, obviously, a Super Bowl is really all that Andy Reid has left to do in this league. Um, yeah. And I think Mahomes is back. We, we spent all year watching Lamar, and, and Lamar had this impressive season. And now we with the year that not that Mahomes didn't have a good year, but like he was injured, he missed some time and I, we kind of fell off of not that we fell off, but like we kind of forgot what he really could do. And I think he showed us again, like why we consider him the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, so. for sure. I think Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't really have a weakness as a quarterback. Like tell me what his weakness is. Yeah. Uh, it's he, he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he, he can get on the run and throw darts just as well yeah. as when he's in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, the Chiefs are just too much for the Titans here. And uh, valiant effort by the Titans. Yeah, great run by them. I mean, we never expected them here. And now Gray we'll see if they're a flash in the pan like the Jags of a couple of years ago or if they're going to stick around. Yeah, so uh, Derrick Henry's going into free agency. They need to decide what they're going to do with Tannehill. And obviously they got the draft coming up too. Uh, I don't know what other guys they have going into free agency, but they have some nice pieces that they added. So like A.J. Brown, Corey Davis had a decent year. Johnny Smith came on pretty good. So if mm-hmm. they keep Henry and they keep Tannehill, 
you would think that this offense can still put up similar production that we saw at the end of the year. Right. Yeah, and AJ Brown really came out like But here really performed. Here's the question. Do you fast forward to next year? Do you see the Titans back in the AFC Championship game next year? Uh, if I had to bet, I would say no. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, I don't know what you do if you're the Titans now because obviously they believe in their team and what they were able to do this year, but mm-hmm. we figure the Patriots are going to try and reload. It's Belichick. If Tom leaves, whatever, like that's – Belichick's still going to be there. Josh McDowell's is still going to be there. You think the Patriots get back into the mix for playoffs. The Bills, I think, are going to get better. And I don't think they lose much. The Ravens are going to still be there. Kansas City will be back. Pittsburgh is going to get Big Ben back. You think with the defense that they've put together and the offensive weapons they still have, all they yeah. were really missing was a quarterback and they would have been in the playoffs. I expect us to be in the mix. Apparently the Browns are good. Negative. I just think that it's it's going to be tough for this team to get to the AFC Championship game, and I don't know if Tannehill gets them there. I like what he did all year. Yeah, but I think it's the playoffs show. It's pretty clear that like, even though he's probably maybe an above average QB, he's that's about all he is. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's really not anything more than. Um, like a guy you can start with some level of confidence. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it's no Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, he's not one of these top. I mean, not even close to one of these top tier guys. But mm. so it'll be interesting to see what they do in the off season, what mm-hmm. they add. I understand that there's mutual interest um, between Tannehill and the Titans and. I don't – I haven't really heard anything about Derrick Henry. Like, I guess he yeah. could leave, but you would think they'd want to keep him, especially after what he was able to do this year. I saw something about the franchise tag potentially. Oh, okay. But then again, you run into these Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon type situations. So Todd Gurley situations. Yeah, so you never really – I mean, if if you're Tennessee, you have to pay Derrick Henry, I think. Like, he's the best thing that's happened to your franchise since – Steve McNair. Steve McNair, yeah. <laughs> Since the rip. Uh whatever they call that play where they just barely missed out on that touchdown. The Tennessee Miracle or Yeah, whatever. Music City Miracle. Oh, that was a different play, right? Earlier in that playoff. But Oh yeah. I mean, either way. I don't know. I think they have to bring Henry back. Just I think their fans would be pretty mad if they didn't, even with the running back position being kind of replaceable as it is. Yeah, that's the other thing I've heard too is that if they don't spend the money on Henry, they're going to draft a running back with one of these guys that's coming up in this class. Mm-hmm. So we shall but, see. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, Titans. Congrats, Chiefs. Yeah. Let's go to the next game. Sure. Packers 49ers. When we pick these games, I just thought that this game was going to come down to. Like a like it'd be like a ten point game, and then Rogers would be able to do some magic and keep him in it near the end. But it didn't really work out that way. Um, 
Who are we going to talk about? I guess we have to talk about Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I mean, this was a big-time replay of the game earlier in the season they played. Um, yeah. Yeah, Mostert just, uh, I don't know, four touchdowns, however many yards he had. So I guess this is like the closest anyone's ever gotten to um, – was it Ed Dixon? What's Dixon's first name? Um, the Rams running back. Cor- uh, whoa. Why can't I think of this? Yeah. Is it Ed? Ed Dixon? No, you're thinking of Dickerson. Dickerson. What right. did I say? Dixon? Yeah, it's yeah. not Dixon. It's Dickerson. Who is Ed Dixon? Is that like one of these lower running backs for the Ravens? Oh, Dickerson's the name, yeah. So <laughs> What is Dickerson's first name, though? Sheesh, why am I blanking Eric. on this? Eric. Eric, Ed. Yeesh. So Eric Dickerson holds the record for, like, most yards and touchdowns in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And I guess Mostert got pretty close to it. Dang. Um, and this is a guy that, I guess, on I was listening to Dan Limitard, too, today, and they were talking to, or was it yesterday? Either way, they, talk, they were talking to him, and he been cut by six teams. Yeah, something like that. He like has kept track of all of the dates and times and teams that have cut him, and he uses it as motivation to perform. But really, Kyle Shanahan's system is so perfect for a guy like Mostert and some of these other guys like um, like Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think that these kind of guys who may not be able to do it on their not that they're on their own, but elsewhere come to the system and they are just able to thrive. So there's – so I think it was Chris Sims was talking about it, and he just said one of the reasons that – no, this was on Dan Limitard too. So they were talking to a guy, and he was bringing up why Kyle Shanahan is – like just the way that he thinks and the way that he does things, and so – what they do is when the ball is like on the the right side of the hash marks, you have more space to the left. Mm-hmm. And so most coaches will put more players over there because there's more space. And so then this guy's point was that he says Shanahan just does the opposite. He puts more guys on the right, and now nobody's in that empty space. And he designs these run plays to create some holes where, like, a guy like Mostert's able to get in, and then he just has, like, this wide-open field where... And, like, a thought, like, the, the, the defense isn't thinking a run to that side is the most likely play call in that scenario. And, and I don't know, Kyle Shanahan just has a mind for it, right? Like, he's just been around it his whole life. And uh, I think I sent you that video. I'm sure other people have seen it where the play design... Um, Shanahan standing beside the ref and he just says okay this is what's going to happen either he's going to beat him and he's going to gain a bunch of yards or he's going to hold him so just watch for the hold on Kittle and like snap happens and sure enough the the DB's beat so he grabs onto Kittle and holds him and he gets the flag and it's just kind of like a Tony Romo like hey this is what's going to happen like and it does it's just interesting and the guy knows what he's doing and he knows the stuff and San Francisco is a very well coached team, as is Kansas City. 
I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty wild to see the success of the running game and, you know, with the Niners. I mean, Jimmy G threw eight passes, six for eight. Yeah. Um, And they didn't need anything more from him. I mean, nope. but when, as the Titans showed us, you know, when you can run the ball and control the clock that way and hold the lead that way, like that's the most effective way to win football games. Yeah. Even in and, a passing league, you know, if you can still effectively, this effectively run the football, it keeps you in a good spot. <laughs> and why abandon the run? Like why, why pass the ball when Mostert is having the game that he was having, right? Like if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking up. Because I know, like, Jimmy G's gotten a lot of heat for, uh, like, the, the yardage that he threw. And, like, I'm just trying to find some stats here, but I'm not going to be able to find it right away. Either way, I just recall, like, the Jonas Gray playoff game. Like, Tom didn't throw very many passes in that game. I know that was a few years ago. So... It's just the same like concept. Like you, I don't doubt that this 49ers could have thrown the ball and it utilized Kelsey and Sanders and Samuel more, and they probably could have been successful through the air. But they just—it's not—it's not what the game called for. Well, yeah, I mean, big deal, right? He—if they're running the ball effectively, I mean, a draw play to Mostert on third and eight that looked like they were just kind of giving up for a field goal, and he took it to the end zone. So like. <laughs> When you're yeah. getting that kind of production, your quarterback doesn't have to do anything. Who calls a draw play on third and eight? Like I said, it's usually just kind of a like, we'll just take the points sort of thing. Yeah. You got to have a pair to call that. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, San Francisco's interesting, man. They're almost the exact opposite of what Kansas City does. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Kansas City hardly ever runs the ball. But, again, we'll talk about our Super Bowl preview next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it'll be a great matchup. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun year to watch the game with no stress and just relax and eat food. Yeah, like, again, like, I'll slightly be pulling for the Niners, but, like, I don't really have a a horse in this race I guess like I don't have to hate watch it with the Patriots in it <laughs> I'm actually pretty I'm actually pretty torn because I I I like Kyle Shanahan and I uh, I like Jimmy Garoppolo and it, I wouldn't be mad if they won and I want Jimmy Garoppolo to be successful and I want him to have a good career because I liked him when he, we had him and I was upset when we traded him so I also think, though, if he wins a Super Bowl, I'll feel kind of bad because then it's like, oh, no, we shouldn't have traded him. Like, that should have, like, that was a mistake. But yeah. But then with Kansas City, I feel like there's a lot of guys on that team that are deserving. I felt like they were probably deserving last year, too. And I think Andy Reid's deserving this year. And um, yeah, either way, whoever wins, I think both teams deserve to be there. So I think I'm pulling for Kansas City, though. Fair. Although I feel bad picking against Kyle Shanahan even after the Atlanta Super Bowl loss. So, oh well. Yeah, Shanahan will 
be able to try to get his um, revenge. Well, not revenge. Just another Super Bowl shot here after blowing 28-3. to mm-hmm. Which will never, ever... Get old. <laughs> oh, it gets old. <laughs> I don't think it does, though. It's older than... I think than... it's hilarious every time I hear it. It's the worst thing that's ever happened in the NFL. The best thing? Sorry. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Okay. Agreed. Um. Yeah, I don't know if there's much else to say about the game. I mean, the Packers' offense didn't really show up. I mean, if it's not Aaron Aaron Jones or Devonte Adams, I don't know what else they have. It's famine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I think they need to address that offense. Yeah, you got to find draft. another weapon. They need to go help because Devontae Adams had a, a big game for yardage. And then behind him, it was Jimmy Graham had f- almost 60 yards. Lazard had 36. And it's just, there's, they need a number two there. So, and they needed to find something quick because I don't know how much longer Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the guy can still play quarterback at a high level, but you know, you gotta get you gotta get these weapons around him to make his aging easier. I hear ya. Um what's kinda interesting about a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's widely considered, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Um, but we we kind of talked about this with coaches too, like a guy like Rogers Breeze, you know, these guys who have only been to one Super Bowl and have won one, but like people all of a sudden use it as a knock against Aaron Rodgers. Like, Oh, he hasn't, he hasn't been, you know, he's only has one Super Bowl, but again, people are so people see the Patriots every year and think, well, my team should be able to do that. And, uh, I mean, maybe they should be, but that's not the that's not the reality in the NFL. Patriots are the only team that's kind of had this kind of a run, mm-hmm. and so um, while I think Green, I think Aaron Rodgers probably should have gone to the Super Bowl at least one other time in his career. Um, it's just funny how we use that as a knock when, like, the only guys. I mean, Eli just retired. Like we said, he had two. Right, Big Ben has won two. Yep. And Brady has won six. <laughs> you know, it's just and been to what eight or nine anyway. Been to nine. So, it's kind of like anyway, just just something I've been thinking about. Right. But I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy, Packers guy. Still hold a grudge from 2010, so I'm not That's sad to see them lose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what else do we want to talk about? Kind of does our recap of the week. Um, well, another, I guess, just you know, random news and notes. Antonio Brown keeps spiraling into oblivion. Yeah, what a mess. Um, I mean, I wanted this guy back. I can't believe it. <laughs> I love. It's hard to draw the line. Like, where do you start? Stop laughing at this guy and actually start to worry about him. 
But like after all, all the crap he pulled, you know, blaming the Steelers, blaming Big Ben, you know, the, and the NFL's racist, you know, this and that. Uh-huh. And then, like, he just does it to himself every single time. And so the current update that we have right now is that he there was a warrant out for his arrest, and he has currently turned himself into the Florida State Police. Or yeah, so he was wanted on like a battery, and I don't know. I don't know if this guy plays in the NFL ever again. I don't know if he plays football ever again. It's going to be tough, man. Like, unless he really shows a change of personality, or like that he gets some, that he's getting help, and like, yeah. But again, he's talented, and sometimes that wins out, so you never really know who will. Yeah. But I don't think right now anyone wants to touch him because there's just too much going on. Like, I mean, this week. His fiance or girlfriend, whatever she was, she's the mother of a couple of his kids at least. Mm-hmm. You know, the cops took her away, and she's basically trying to file for like sole custody of these kids. And like, yeah. I mean, his life's a mess. Drew Rosenhaus, I think we talked about this before, but like, mm-hmm. when a guy like Drew Rosenhaus dumps you over more over something of a moral issue like you know you're pretty messed up <laughs> Drew Rosenhaus isn't exactly known as like a stand-up guy you know yeah so uh I just don't know what else to say like I mean Big Ben can still be a bad guy I guess if you want to if you want to say that I mean we know his past but like I think some people might owe him an apology yeah and I think the Steelers were somehow able to wrangle this guy for as long as he did until it just finally was too much to handle. So anyway, he's, he's 31. You would think he probably doesn't play next year. He'll be 32, 33 ish. And I don't know. Man, I don't know if anyone would ever take a shot on him. on like a 33 year old wide receiver. That is crazy. Like he's nuts. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but I mean, the guy clearly needs help in some way, shape, or form. You know, whatever it is, he needs something. Um, Ooh, but yeah, yeah, that's about all we got for him. That's AB. Um, Should we get to our uh, fantasy? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to so talk... do a little bit of fantasy football here. Mm-hmm. I recently made a trade we'll talk about, but first we're going to talk about the punishment that was war- awarded to last place in the league, which was Dallin. Again. Dallin's year. second straight year on. Now, in Dallin's defense, he did get to the point where he just wanted that number one pick locked up, and he uh, he went into full tank mode. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it is fair to say, although you know he had some – good run for his money from me until about week the second to the last week or something there no <laughs> but uh yeah he he definitely threw in the towel at one point so so for those of you that aren't in our league the punishment is you have to go on reddit and you have uh the 
good people of Reddit roast the individual who is in last place. So mm-hmm. Dallin put up a picture that said, roast me. He is wearing his Philadelphia Eagles jersey. And the caption says, Eagles fan in last place in fantasy football. Pretty much unroastable what you got. Yeah, and, so he's wearing a way less ridiculous outfit than he was last year, obviously. Right. Because he didn't make any side bets this year with Ben or whatever. Yeah. So we're going to go through some of the comments we thought were worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I mean, starting with the most upvoted comment here, I really liked, you know, you are also last in other people's fantasy. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to find the one that I liked. Some of these, some, some of these are pretty hardcore. I mean, even coming from strangers, you can feel it. Um, uh, a lot of comments about the length of his arms. Why do yeah. your arms look like the length of a five-year-old's arms? And then, like, one of the other comments on it says, he's obviously a T-Rex in an inflatable man costume. <laughs> Imagine how cute he'd look flapping about in a boxing ring. Bless. <laughs> um, a lot of comments saying that he looks like Joey from Friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings waiter version of Matt LeBlanc. Um, there was one other one. Oh, the one about uh, you're an Eagles fan, but have the forehead of Peyton Manning. Oh, Ooh. man, that was funny. <laughs> Peyton Manning's known one. for his big forehead. Oh, man. Sorry, Dallin, Dallin. I Dallin's hope you know bad. we're laughing with you, not again. Well, no, this is totally. <laughs> if any of us were on here, I'd expect nothing less from the rest of you. Yeah. So. More comments about Joey. I bet your name is Joey, isn't it? Uh, there's one. What was the one I was looking at? One said he looks like Alfalfa all grown up, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There's some. There's some other good ones, but those were kind of the the top ones, I think. There's a pretty. Uh, there's a pretty long comment towards the bottom. Nobody. It wasn't upvoted at all, but takes quite a few shots if people want to go read it if they haven't already. I won't read it on here for the sake <laughs> oh, of yeah, language and things, that. but you have to bleep a lot of that out. Last <laughs> one says you peaked in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, it looks like you peaked in late kindergarten is what it yeah. says. That's yeah. funny. Oh, and then and someone he, took a stab at him being an Eagles fan. Like, why did you eat poop after your Super Bowl win? Oh, yeah. That, that infamous video. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I know we're a couple of weeks late to the to this, but uh, it was pretty enjoyable again. So if you guys want to go check it out. <laughs> there's one that says, so in the comment, like in the caption, it says, uh, Unroastable is like well, that was like the caption. It says mm-hmm. definitely roastable, you bird loving piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just the just straight up, you know. Oh man. Um, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, Brady posted the link in our Facebook group, but I might 
I might post a link in, link in the show notes of the oh, podcast okay. too, in case there's others who don't, you know, who aren't in our league that want to maybe check it out. Yeah. So well, hopefully, Dallin doesn't have a three-peat and get some of it again next year. He's yeah. got a lot of draft picks. Like when we look ahead to the draft. Um. Actually, I just want to go look at it. Dallin has. Let's go see. Dallin has his own first-round pick. He has Ben Hubert's first-round pick, and he has Lauren's first-round pick. So he's going to get three guys in the first round. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. He also has his own second-round pick. He has Ben Hubert's second-round pick, and he has Lauren's second-round pick. So that is six guys he's going to add to his roster um, in this year's draft class just in the first two rounds alone. so, And it's a talented year for wide receivers. So, uh, well, even, I don't know, just some of the, like, the stuff I've looked into so far are just, I don't know, there's some teams that need some skill position players that are going to contribute to fantasy football this year, this next year. So it seems like Dallin's going to be able to reload his team and hopefully stay off Reddit. Well... Maybe he should just stay there so then none of us end up there. But Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But we all have optimism going into next year. Yes, sir. Um, I guess the other thing to talk about for fantasy football, I did make a trade with Lauren. So that trade was that I traded Derrick Henry. And I traded Andy Dalton, and I had an extra fourth-round pick I threw in. And so my goal was to – I didn't want to keep Andy Dalton. I don't really know what's going to happen to him. Um, I think Lauren wanted to take a shot on him. Um, the fourth-round pick was just for – to sweeten the deal. Um, and Derrick Henry obviously had a good year, so pretty valuable. So I went after James Washington, your boy from Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. Allen Robinson. So – I had tried to trade for Allen Robinson earlier in the year, and Lauren didn't go for it. Um, I was concerned that Julio, my number one, is getting older. Um, Don't know how much longer I can ride with him for. Edelman, if Brady leaves, I don't know what that does to Edelman's value because I know part of most of his value comes from that connection he has with Tom. And then after looking at that, I don't really know, like, Who's my number two wide receiver? Is it Jarvis Landry? Is it Mike Williams? Mike Williams needs to take a step if he's going to be that. Jarvis was okay, but not great. So Allen Robinson actually had a really good second half of this year. Um, Listening to the fantasy footballers the other day, is apparently the third, uh, ranked third for wide receivers uh, in targets. So that's something that's promising for the future, that he's kind of a focal point on offense for passing I know that I'm giving up a lot in Derrick Henry my concerns with Derrick Henry were well one I have Zeke I have Bell I have Kenyon Drake I have James White I don't necessarily need Derrick Henry terribly Mm -hmm. especially like in a PPR league and it's contract year for him so I don't even know if he's going to be on the Titans and I um, we kind of I don't know when we're I don't know if we were talking about this before we were recording or when we were recording, but just looking at the past guys, like Bell getting paid and going, 
not great. He's okay. Um, Todd Gurley took a huge step back. Um, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Either way, I just think that getting paid and or having regression the the next season because I don't know if he can do what he did again. He's got a lot of miles on him already. Um, he very well could for another year, but I I kind of wanted to get some more solid players for wide receivers on my team just with the way that my team was starting to go so that's kind of why I did that one so that's the latest trade that's happened I know there might have some more trades coming up soon and probably more as we get closer to the draft yeah I'm sure we'll see some movement of some kind um Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's kind of quiet for fantasy, obviously, because we're not in fantasy season, but. I guess being in the dynasty league, it's always fantasy season. The Yeah, the draft is in three months. Yep. Really, three months, man. Sometimes, like, the end of April seems so far away. And our, our draft's going to be different this year, too, right? Because it's going to be, you have, like, I don't know how many hours on the clock to make your pick to be able to like try and shop it and do some trades. Oh so yeah. I think, like, we're doing I think like our a... draft is going to last for days. Right. So it'll be interesting to see like how quickly people make their selections and uh, if any trades happen, what, what stuff goes for, like how much a first round pick will be worth to people. And especially as, the draft happens we know where people are we know what kind of skill position players are going to have an impact as rookies and yeah it might have opportunity for people to trade up trade back so yeah anyway should be fun but again i don't know i think that it's all we had this week yeah we'll save our, our predictions and preview for the super bowl for next week yeah a little shorter episode but we are um so we don't have any games this weekend obviously just the pro bowl and then we're gonna do kind of a super bowl deep dive next week so stay tuned for that we'll give our predictions and yeah we'll talk about follow us on twitter trips right pod Thank you for that. Yep, you all know where the Twitter is. Um, you know, obviously know where to find the podcast. Thanks for all those who listen. We do appreciate it. We noticed we have been getting some listens every week, so we're doing this for you guys. I just do it for me. I just got to get out and like vent all my yeah. And honestly, this does give us both an outlet. Just like we usually text throughout the week about football, but this does kind of give us a good outlet to like. Just talk about it. Get our ideas out and it's fun. But I think that's a wrap. Good night, everybody. See you next week.